Welcome to the Director Download, powered by Campus Rec Magazine. It's time to go behind the curtain of the director role and have honest discussions with leaders in the campus recreation industry. In this episode, host Grady Sheffield, the Director of Campus Recreation at Towson University and the Senior Advisor to the Campus Rec Mastermind Groups, gives you, the listener, real and authentic conversation between himself and special guest, Greg Durham, the Director of Recreation and Wellness at Creighton University. Durham found himself in the director's seat much quicker than he expected after a journey with various twists and turns. As such, he speaks to being a young and new director, both at the university table and in his role as the NURSA Region 5 rep. He and Sheffield chat about Durham's growth in handling decisions, the surprising thing he had to step away from as a director, and overcoming imposter syndrome. I hope you enjoy the following conversation and walk away with new insight to fuel your own leadership growth. Hey everybody, welcome to the Director's Download. Once again, I'm Grady Sheffield and today I'm joined by Greg Durham, who serves as the Director at Creighton University. Welcome, Greg. Hey, thanks Grady for having me. Yeah, super excited. Um, You and I have gotten to know each other a little bit from our work with the Campus Rec Masterminds group and uh, it's been, it's been really exciting for me to have you a part of that group and hear um, kind of some of the things that you're dealing with as a director. Um, so I, w- I wanted to give our listeners an opportunity to find out who you are and kind of what you're all about. So tell us about your background. Talk, talk to us about your journey. How did you get to Creighton? Where did it all start? Yeah. yeah so my story starts out pretty traditional, right? I was an intramural official at Millersville University down up there in region one um, in Pennsylvania. Um, I fell in love with officiating. I fell in love with the world of recreation. I had some incredible mentors. Um, you know, I, I spent too much time in the classroom and not enough, or too much time on the intramural fields and not enough time <laughs> in the classroom, right? Um, and I realized that I wanted to do this, but didn't have the grades um, to get into grad school. So I had a tumultuous journey to grad school, but I ended up at the University of Wyoming. They gave me a shot. Um, so that's where I got my... That's where I cut my teeth into the Midwest a little bit. So when was that? Um, when was that? Oh, 2013 to 2016. I was at the University oh. of Wyoming. Okay. So not that long yeah. ago. So no, no, not at all. And then, you know, I, I graduated. I, I uh, did the job search and, you know, campus rec jobs are pretty hard to find in 2016. It was, you know, we were in a different world. So I, my first job actually at Creighton was a resident director in a residence hall. No, I knew that I love student. I knew that I love student affairs. Um, it's funny that the way the world works, Grady, because my very first day at Creighton, the assistant director for competitive sports here quit. So my vice provost for student life looked at me and was like, you have this experience. Would you like to do this part time while serving as an RD? And I was like, absolutely. Six months later, they let me apply for that job. And uh, I, I took over the role as the assistant director of competitive sports. Um, I served in that role for about two and a half years before um, our director took another job um, elsewhere in, in NURSA. And what I love about private institutions is they really believe in growing their own and they really believe in giving people shots. Um, so I, I applied for the director role as it became vacant and I was the successful candidate. So two and a half, three years into my, my professional career, I became a director of a pretty significant unit, supervising humans, um, which, you know, at 29 years old I was when I became the director. 
um, you know, it was, that's how I got here. And that's how I've been in that role since 2019. Well, that's awesome. 29. That's, yeah. uh, that's young, right? Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. Good for you. So thank you. I think there's, there's a couple of things in there that I want to uh, unpack with you a little bit. So first of all, uh, where are you from originally? Are you from Pennsylvania? Yeah. A suburb right outside of Philadelphia. Okay. And then you, you jump ship and head out to the Midwest. Like, yeah, literally land of flat, right? Yeah. Uh, I got the GA offer mid July and I moved two weeks later because I knew that I was so committed to it. I was just so excited to have an opportunity. Yeah. And then, so that was, um, that was at Wichita state you said, right? Uh, university of Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming. Sorry. Um, university yep. of Wyoming. And then, and then you went to Creighton. Yes, sir. And you've been there. That's the only place you've been. And you've gone from an RD yep. to interim intramural coordinator slash yep. intramural coordinator. Yep. Assistant director to director. Yep. And so you said something that I think is key for, for especially our young um, aspiring directors. You opportunity knocked and you took it every time, yep. right? Every time. And it's paid off. Yeah. You know, uh, Millersville University, when I was there, they went by the moniker, seized the opportunity. And that's something that's lived with me for my entire professional career. That was ingrained in me from 18 to 22 when I graduated. So that's, that's really formed me as a professional and formed how I make decisions both personally and professionally. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, quick path, quick path to being a director, but not unheard of, although not necessarily the traditional path that a lot of people take to get to the director. So can you touch on a little bit more on what inspired you to want to be a director? I've had the opportunity to work alongside some really incredible directors and some people who have really formed me as a person. And that's my whole goal in life as a professional is to be that person that folks were for me, right? Being director for me is not about the title. It's not about the impact that I will have on a program. It's about the impact I get to have on people. Um, I, I love people. I love developing people. Um, and I love developing, um, you know, the folks that get to supervise students. I love students. Don't get me wrong. We, we say we do it for the students, but getting to develop folks who are just as committed to this work is, it's even more exciting for me. So that's why I was really, really excited about the opportunity to serve as a director and to, and to supervise some really good professionals. Yeah. Yeah. So Talk about some of the challenges that you had to face as a director. I'm sure that there's been some interesting things for you, not just related to the job itself, but challenges as, and I don't want to keep harping on this with you, but I think it's a, it's something that stands out for you as being um, a younger director in the field. Yeah, you know, I think being a young director, especially when I first became a director, I was the youngest at my leadership table by, by several years, right? So I, I'm fighting to prove myself. I'm fighting to, to, to demonstrate that I belong here, right? Um, yeah. that, that was tough. And as I've- In what way? As my tenure, uh, you know, there, when I first joined the leadership table here at Creighton, there were a lot of PhDs, a lot of folks who had spent 10, 15, 20 years at this institution or in the industries, right? Um, and I was this three years out of grad school young professional who had all the talent in the world, right? And people saw that, but, you know, you got to the table ahead of your time. Um, and, you know, that was just, you know, me scrapping and clawing to, to show people that I belong here. Um, you know, 
being a person of color in the Midwest at a private institution and a PWI mm -hmm. is also a challenge, right? I know a lot of folks in my position that share my identities can relate to that as well. Um, so you're simultaneously trying to be the young new director, but balancing that, holding marginalized identities as well, right? Um, you know, I, my very first challenge, Grady, when I became a director was, I had a peer, I had someone who was just my peer, a co-assistance director, but I was now supervising, right? So that just changed the relationship. We were no longer friends in the traditional sense. Now I had a professional responsibility to make right. sure that person was meeting expectations. And my goodness, that was very, very difficult. Um, you know, and it worked out for the best, right? Like we, we had a great relationship, a great working relationship throughout our shared time here. But that was something they don't teach you in grad school and they don't teach you in your first three years as being a coordinator no, or an assistant director, right? Um, you know, as you, as you um, there's, no, there's no book to being a director. I really had to rely on, on people like you and some of my colleagues in the AJCU and the Big East to navigate some challenges, right? Um, you know, very recently I was faced with making a very, a pretty unpopular decision, but, you know, one that I felt was the right one that rubbed some folks the wrong way. Um, but I had to be courageous in those moments, right? Because I, I, I had to know that I was making the right decision, despite folks maybe not loving that decision. But we're talking about the health and safety of folks. We're talking about what's right for the people that I'm asked to do right by, um, regardless of cost or regardless of, you know, campus politics that may make those things challenging or more daunting for folks. So how do you do that? How do you go into uh getting yourself ready to make that decision or propose whatever. And you said that you've got to have, I think you said trust, right? That you're, that you're making the right decision. So how do you get yourself prepared for that? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I try and do as much research as I can. I try to understand all of the facts and all of the, the barriers that are going to be involved in this decision and try and be solution oriented. Right. Um, you know, when I'm asked to make unpopular decisions, I try to understand all the impacts it's going to have not just for my unit, but across campus, right? Um, the, my facility is in the middle of campus. It's shared with a couple of different units and spaces. Um, we serve as a hub for multiple units in the division of student life and for some academic units. So my decisions don't exist in a vacuum. So I try to talk to folks, have some of those water cooler conversations, try to get some support for what I'm thinking before I, I let that decision rip, right? So then I, when I go do and make that decision or inform folks that I've made a decision, I can say I've done this, this, and this. I've talked to this person. There's some support behind this. Now I need the folks who are eventually responsible for my decisions to be, to be okay with it, knowing that I've done my due diligence, right? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you may, uh, you may have disagreements, but being okay with the fact that you're going to have disagreements, but we still know that what we've done is the best for the people that we're asked to do best by. Yeah. Um, what surprised you um, or what have, what did, what's happened that you didn't expect during your tenure as a director? Yeah, um, I really had to step away from being a content expert. Like I am, I was very, very, very competent with the sports programs, right? I'm an official by trade. I know intramural sports. I had to learn club sports and I, I know that very well. But man, like the rest of the campus recreation portfolio when you leave that silo is just so big. And there are more things to the world than intramural sports. We're talking about human resource management now and facility mm -hmm. management and all the things that I took for granted when I was an intramural person. Um, Cause I wasn't anticipating being a director three years in. I still had 
three or four more years left in that role and I had right. goals, right? right. Um, so I wasn't paying attention the way that maybe I should have been. Uh, so my advice to those listening, particularly young directors, if you are in a siloed role, if you're in a service role, start paying attention to what your colleagues are doing because if you aspire to be a director, you're gonna need, I hope that you have more of that information than I did when I started. Um, and also just the number of people that will escalate right to the top, right? Um, I took that for granted in, in a previous role. I am getting, email, I'm, all the complaints come right to me um, instead of going to the right person on my team. And I, I do my best to send them back down so the right person can handle it. But escalation, I think, especially in our current climate, um, and just where we are as a society right now, going straight to the top is the popular way to do. And that continues to surprise me. Um, and then also the dollars are different at this level. The budgets are different. We're talking instead of tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, fucking millions at, at this yeah. level. And I can't conceptualize millions of dollars in, in my real life, uh, in my personal life. So now I'm talking about hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar decisions. And gosh, like those numbers are, are just so daunting and um, really, really and surprising. The and the impact. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars of student fees and using those resources, you know, the right way. Um, and those are the things that surprise me, I think the most and how hard this work actually is. Right. Um, I think it's easy to look at the director sitting in meetings all day, looking at spreadsheets all day, not doing day to day tasky scheduling work in the same sense, but it's, it's much, much harder than I ever gave it credit for. Yeah. I think that's, it's interesting that you say that that's something that um, I think sticks with me a little bit as a director, because we, you said you were the content, you are a content expert. And I would probably say you are boots on the ground expert as mm -hmm. well. And I think one mm -hmm. of the challenges we have as directors sometimes is when we make that shift. And like you said, we're, we're in the office or we're in meetings and we're just sitting on our desk, looking at spreadsheets or what have you, like you described and not being out there that um, others, I guess, uh, take that for granted or aren't in, in the know on what it takes to, to do this job. So yeah, thank you for sharing with that. This episode is brought to you by Campus Rec Mastermind Groups. These groups are created as a space for executive directors and directors to present questions and challenges you are faced with in your position so you can leverage the power of your peers to help you succeed. It's a leadership accountability group that provides immediate professional development based on your specific challenges as a leader. Interested in learning more? Email Heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. -E. Curious too, what have you learned about yourself since you've been a director? Yeah, um, you know, I, I've learned that um, I have what it takes. Right. When I first became a director, I suffered pretty, pretty strongly from imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I, I believed in my heart that I was a very, very good sports programs professional. But my first six, eight, 12 months as a director, I was second guessing myself on everything because I was just making decisions and doing things that I wasn't as confident in. Right. Um, but then I was fortunate, Grady, truly, that the pandemic happened um, for my own leadership because we were asked to do some really difficult things as it relates to the pandemic and vaccination clinics and how we're going to close and open our rec center and how to navigate just recreation as a profession and student affairs as a profession during a global pandemic, right? So no one knew what they were doing. Um, and that made me feel good that I wasn't alone in those moments. And then coming out of the pandemic, looking back at the work we did, 
my my staff and my team, we did some really, really good work. And I just happened to be the leader at the time. But like, I look back on that and like, we did a really, really good job. And I led my team through some really, really hard work, um, which has really helped me shape how I make decisions now, because I, I know that I, I've made good decisions in the past. So I can trust my gut and trust my process to how I do things and not feel like I have to second guess myself along the way. Right. I think that's been, that's been my biggest reflection on my time as a director. Um, I've also learned honestly, Grady, how to better manage my workload and how to manage my personal life because <laughs> being a director in this industry, in our field, you know, you can easily work 18 hours a day. Yeah. You easily can, right? Like there's always something, there's always another initiative. There's always another strategy. There's another, always another project that we can be working on. And I've really had to, to learn how to, 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 to make my personal life a priority and find those things that are important to me and integrate those things. Um, those are, that's something I've really learned about myself as well and figure out what's important to me outside of the work that I, I get to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, all right, let's shift gears a little bit. I know that you um, have been a uh, big supporter of NURSA. You've been involved with a lot of things in NURSA and I, I'm pretty sure that currently you're, you're serving as the region five um, rep for the member network, correct? Yes, sir. What's that experience been like for you? Yeah, it's been, it's been truly great. Honestly, Grady, um, you know, you know, going back to that idea of being a content expert, a boots on the ground person, a lot of my experience with NERSA was on the NERSA championship series, developing officials, um, you know, doing some low level, easier work, but being on the member network, man, you're really getting to have the ability to see how decisions are made and be a part of that decision-making process and be influential into an association. It's given me so much, right? Um, it's been, it's been a good experience for me. It's also helped me bring some things back to my personal leadership here at Creighton and in other circles that I get to sit in as well, right? Um, I value the, the connections I've made through those opportunities. I've got to meet some incredible directors and incredible associate directors and incredible people who are like pillars of our profession through that, right? right? Um, it's also challenged my leadership too, right? You know, I'm, I'm also young in that space, right? So a lot of the challenges we talked about um, as it began to being a young director, I'm now a young leader in our association. Um, so sometimes you're, you're scrapping and clawing to justify why you're in the spaces you're in and, um, and prove to people that you know what you're talking about. You're good at, at this thing that we call collegiate recreation. Yeah, that, I'm glad you talked about that because I was going to follow up with you on um, how that experience has impacted your leadership and you described it well. So I want to, I want to ask you kind of a question that's a little bit of a cliche, but um, sure. it re relates to advice and development. So I'm curious to, if you knew you were going to be in this position mm -hmm. when you were a GA or just mm -hmm. coming out, what would you say to yourself at that point? If you knew that you were going to have the experiences you had, you knew where you're going to be, where you are today, what advice would you give yourself? I would have, I would tell myself to, pay more attention to the work that my director was doing at the time, right? Mm. I will tell you, Grady, that I, I had opportunities to sit down with my director in grad school, and I just didn't really take advantage of them because that was, I couldn't see the forest for the trees, right? Like I couldn't, I couldn't see, I wasn't good at seeing the long-term impacts 
of today of those days decisions, right? My director was very, very good at reaching out and, and developing folks. And I just never took advantage of that because I was the intramural person. I wanted to be on the field. I wanted to be developing referees and learning about sport clubs. You know, um, I would also say that, you know, um, at that time, I felt as though I wasn't maybe the as talented as I as I thought I wasn't as talented as I thought I was at the time, right? So, you know, a little bit of humbleness as well. I thought I was a much better professional in grad school than I I ended up being my first year <laughs> in as a professional, right? So to be, you know, to insert some humbleness into yourself as well, right? Um, it's really, really so easy what do you mean to by do that? things. A, what do you mean that you weren't uh, as good as you thought you were? Yeah. Uh, you know, I made some, I made some mistakes early in my career. I just had a way of doing things that I thought were like best in class, best in industry. And then I, I made some changes to programs early in my tenure at, some inst- at both my, my grad school and my current institution that just didn't end up panning out because I didn't take enough time to understand those impacts, right? So circling mm-hmm. back to the understanding the impacts of your decisions and how decisions you make really have real impacts on people, not just the people you see right in front of you. Um, so to, to slow down, to understand the impacts of your work and your decisions um, and understand that not every idea that floats through my brain is the best decision or is always the right decision, right? You know, I'm still a pretty confident guy, agree, don't get me wrong, but I don't think I'm the best thing since sliced bread the way I did when I was 21, 22, right? Um, Funny so how that works. I would, tell, I would tell myself to humble myself a little bit, so... And uh, I know a lot of my friends uh, would probably agree with that as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think for the listeners, anybody that is an aspiring director, and you touched on this earlier when you're talking about your background, I think that is some pretty sound um, advice. And even for those of us that are actually in the position, I think it's, it's sound advice as well. Um, Greg, I got to tell you that um, we haven't interacted or known each other for very long, but I've been blown away by your presence and just hearing the things that you're doing and the things that you've, you've dealt with at Creighton, but just, just really impressed with you overall in terms of your path and how you got here. And I'm not trying to blow smoke. I, I mean that I, I sense the confidence in you. Um, I can, I, I sense that I hear that, but I just think that you, you are an up and coming person in our field and somebody that, um, that has it. And I, I'm just really, really happy for you and pleased with uh, the work that, not that I need to be pleased, but excited for you with the work that you're doing. And I think that um, you're an inspiration to those that, that are aspiring and looking to do, and specifically to the point that sees the opportunity, right? You, you touched on that in terms of your undergrad, and, th- and that's been evident throughout um, you talking with us, with us today. So I, for whatever that's worth, I just wanted to point that out to you. I think I think you're you're the future of our field and what we're doing, and um, I see big things for you. So, everybody, I hope you got something out of this today from Greg. Um, hit Greg up; I'm sure he'd be willing to talk and uh, give you give you more advice. And um, yeah, this is this is it for the director down download. And Greg, we appreciate you uh, spending the time with us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Grady. I appreciate you and for the kind words and. Uh, you know, I love that, Grady. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean it. All right, everybody. We'll see you uh, next time. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.